the three of us have been film enthusiasts for a long time. And like most other <clears throat> zillennials, we decided to give a platform to our shared cinephilia. We are Aditya, Prachi, and Sharon, and, and this is, is The, the Prime, Prime Lens. Lens. podcast it's been a while since we've uh, met and discussed a lot of research work has been going about how you guys been doing i've been doing well of course it's been hectic because yeah. of the research work but well it's good you, to be back Rachi? i'm just exhausted i think this the only thing that excites me right now is this podcast recording i'm glad i'm yeah. glad really looking forward to bangalore changing its weather and going back to being cooler again man the weather i swear I can't believe I cannot like the weather is a legitimately like legitimate thing to talk about now and it's not small talk anymore mm-hmm. and that's the worst part. Yeah. Anyway, uh that being said, are we excited for today's topic? I surely am. I've been uh, working on this for a while. It took me a while to figure out and uh, sort of tone it down and bring it to what it is right streamline. now. Streamline, yes. Of bring course. it to what it is right now. Okay guys, important questions. Yeah. Who was the first girl character you saw on screen and what were her characteristics? For me, it was uh, Karishma for uh, Karishma ka Karishma. Okay, that's a mouthful. And uh, that girl and there's this remember, like yeah. small girl from this movie called Aapta Mitra. Um Karishma was obviously, you know, a robot and this memory of the girl from Aapta Mitra, I think it was a flashback scene, a very small flashback scene which had a girl in it. And uh, it is so far gone that I can't even recall it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you guys? I mean, for me, I think the first one, like the moment you told me that, the first one that popped up is this girl from Sonpari. You remember mm-hmm. her? Oh, you remember her name? Fruity. 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 Exactly. Fruity. I mean, the plot of that show. I mean, she sets this dove free from this evil scientist, and the dove ended up being this all-granting fairy who's called Sonpari. Wild. I mean it was such a classic TV series right with such a simple plot yeah. the episodes were like super straightforward showing that you know there was this potential there was always this potential of something bad happening and then fruity would summon sonpari and her sidekick you remember her you remember Altu. him alto yes and they would she would summon them and they would resolve the issue you know fruity embodied that character of that innocent girl with a heart of gold she did it really well and i think this is what plays such a major part in the show being so successful and impressionable i do agree with you what about you prachi I think I haven't watched many films uh, with with girl young girls as prot- protagonists uh for me it was generally like those horror films uh-huh. you know there is this one yes, annoying yes. girl character who will go and open up something and yeah that she's not supposed to I and swear. the horror <laughs> sequence ensues chaos but like when i do think about it i think uh, I think in Indian context is younger women like in the Raj franchise so yeah. I don't know if we can call them girls but they are like younger unmarried women I understand what you're talking about yeah of course so yeah and and yeah yeah the other one is Anjali uh, remember that from Kuchkosh Kuch Kuch yeah. yeah like she she's Shah Rukh and Rani yeah <laughs> And she's the one who basically acts as a cupid between Shah Rukh mm-hmm. and Kajol. Yep. True. That, I mean, that's very interesting that you'd say that you haven't seen that many in the Indian context. Speaking of like children in film, 
uh, in the early, in the mid to mid 1950s till the 1970s, there was this body. It was a non-commercial state-funded body called the Children's Film Society in India. And they started coming up with a lot, started producing a lot of the films because initially when the film, the cinematic tradition began in India, um, film producers and people had like a very nationalistic ideology that was being peddled through cinema. Um, so what the film society did was initially they were also very traditional and patriarchal in the films they put out. They spoke about family a lot. The films were very didactic in nature. They always yeah. had a moral. But towards like the turn of the century, these children's films, specifically children's films, started taking a very like Western sort of, uh, they were Western influence and they became more of a family entertainment space. Uh, towards the 1970s, um, these films started taking a very Bollywood approach. While he saw, they didn't have a lot of songs in them, they were shorter productions. Like, I don't know if you guys have heard of these films called Hathi Mere Saathi, yes, of course. Rani or Ra Lal Pari. Definitely and, heard of them. Yeah. I haven't watched them yet, but I've definitely heard of these. Yeah, and they were not masala films, but they were definitely meant for larger audiences. And I think it's very like interesting to see that People tried to cater to children as an audience too. Mm. But in the vast variety of film traditions that we have in India, especially in terms of regional traditions, it's still a surprise that the majority of the children's films continued to originate from Bollywood. And all this talk about children's films, but not a lot of them which, you know, portrayed the girl child as the protagonist. Really makes you think, doesn't it? Of course. That's yeah. True. So then that brings us to one of the most important questions of this podcast. And I think that we need to think about is what do you think girlhood on screen is? I think it's very puritanical, if yeah. I may. Like yeah. in the sense that she's young, possibly in the age group of like 12 to 16 years, night to real world experiences, virginal and untouched. Uh, basically, all those things which make her potential manic pixie dream girl, yeah, which I think is exactly. like it's my theory. I don't <laughs> know if it's legit. When but she, yeah, I get what you like, mean. When she grows up and still like she's innocent and like untouched by the real world. Mm. And mm. she's growing up in this confines of the home space, closely resembling her mother or trying to. Yeah. And above all, she she is basically like tying everyone together. Like, solves conflict and so on. Yeah, I understand that. You know, on that line itself, I think we see a couple of ways that girlhood is most often represented, you know. We either see her occupy this space of, you know, this pampered child whose freedom comes at the cost of being ready to fit into a system of arranged marriage. Yeah. Or, on the other hand, she becomes a subject of multiple predatory instincts from all around her, be it from her own mother, father, or the society in general. I mean, in either case, I do believe the girl child very naturally and tragically, I must say, you know, assumes her space in the lowest rungs of the family structure. I think I agree with you guys. Like, those are some really valid points, you know. Uh, there's, there's sort of weird boundaries that have been drawn, in film especially, where we do not have the girl child specifically. We have the child who's a girl. And then after that, like, she probably hits puberty and after that she transitions to woman. Mm. And I think that's a very weird boundary to draw. And, like, 
Fun fact, anytime you try to look up girls or girlhood in Indian cinema, your search history will show you films like Queen, English English, oh, with like course. fully grown women. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And so then I think we need to question whether being a girl is synonymous with being a woman and how we sort of view the ideas of girlhood and womanhood. Like, where is that line drawn? And mm. do both of these categories of people have similar lives? And are they both affected by similar societal forces? I think um, even like on screen in multiple Indian films, the girl child is never seen as the center of the plot of the film. Uh, she's usually pushes the plot forward yeah. or she brings yeah, yeah. the conflict to get together. She becomes a plot device. Yeah. Uh, of course, of late, there have been films like Dangal, Neel Bhatte Sanata, yeah. uh, The Sky is Pink, etc. Where there is like an effort to spotlight girls and spotlight the stories mm. of these girls. That's true. That's true. But even in these films, we need to ask ourselves what sort of role these girls play. Uh, and do they represent a sort of girlhood that is common in India? Uh, I know these are a lot of mm. questions to ponder on and to think about. But uh, I would like to move this forward to think about how do you think the girl is represented on screen? And like, what is her relevance? Like I said before, like her representation is this very like sincere girl away, like far away from the worldly evils. But then does girlhood also mean unmarried? Because according to patriarchy, like mm. a woman is not a woman until she's married or yeah. she's a mother. So That's this whole point. idea of controlling her and her body is relevant to the like what the what girlhood encompasses yeah oh, that's true that's true and i think you know sharon just before we started recording this you're just yeah. discussing a while ago you know we were just thinking of films that have represented girlhood and we couldn't come up with a lot of them we just assumed that maybe it was because of our you know personally we haven't had the opportunity to watch a major chunk of indian cinema hmm. maybe it was because of that now, I think it's because of our consumption or rather the slight lack of it. Of course, that plays a part into it. But mm -hmm. I think the inability to quickly recollect these films is also a sign of inadequate screen time that girlhood has gotten. While a few, exactly, you, yeah. right. While a few directors have touched upon these topics, like the films that we've mentioned above here and there, you know, but the theme still remains largely underrepresented, in my opinion. I agree with you, Adi. That, mm. that, that's a very solid point. I have a question for Prachi. Okay. Um, this is the deal. What did you think when you look back on your life? What do you think your girlhood was? Like if you could briefly explain it in two sentences. I think I'm still a girl. <laughs> you are, you are. That's true. But uh, I think, I don't know. Like it's a very existential question. Yeah. But, but I think that it's been fed to me so much. Like coming from like a conservative background that, oh, marriage is... The time when you're supposed to like transition to becoming yeah. a woman. But I think now that I'm in my nearing like uh, late 20s. You're in I your think, early. Calm down, calm down. It's okay. I'm going to be 25. But like I think I've crossed the time to be like a woman because I married yeah. the fresh meat for marriage time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with you. So I feel like when I look back of what my girlhood meant to me, I think of a lot of play. Like we played a lot, we experienced mm, the world mm, around us a true. lot. We didn't have like these boundaries or confines that we have right now about people or places. Um, but given that 
I didn't have those confines. I still had to be home before six o'clock. Mm-hmm. Okay, which is yeah. like an interesting point to look at. I just wanted to ask you this because um, so two of the films I'm working on, one is Village Rockstars and the other one is A Death in the Gunge. Village Rockstars uh, is a short film. Okay, it's a sort of a, a quasi documentary uh, which was directed by Reema Das. Okay. okay, it was also na- uh, it won the National Film Award. for the best feature film in in Assamese oh. uh, so it revolves around this 10 year old girl dunu okay uh, she's the daughter of a widow and uh, she defies social norms and she has the dream of own, like starting her own rock band oh. okay and so throughout the film the girl is given so much agency in terms of cinematography and the plot so the mise-en-scene is set in uh, the setting is her farming village in Assam and there are a lot of these nature shots with her at the center depicting her going on these journeys which is very aspirational in terms of girlhood so like when i watched it you i felt a certain amount of like there's a certain amount of distance because our cultural positions are very different yes. but regardless of that i felt so much of joy in girlhood that was depicted that i've not seen anywhere yeah Contrast, see, i'm just going to add that to my list now just yeah, watch that you should it's a great film yeah on the contrast or contrary to that we have a death in the gunge by konkana sen sharma uh, she won a film fair award for the best debut director as the best debut director for the film so this film has like a ensemble cast and everything and the protagonist is uh, shutu who's played by uh, vikrant masi yeah uh, so shutu and uh, the character of the girl who i am focusing uh, focusing on is uh, tani but compared to the village rock stars tani plays tani's role as a girl is very minimal okay she has very lim- <laughs> not limited screen time she has reduced yeah. screen time right. she's of course at the bottom rungs of her family her patriarchal joint family and she just acts as a mirror and i think uh, in the film and the way she is represented also represents a type of girlhood that most like most women experience or most girls experience one that is restrictive and performative but within the confines of a certain space right. so tani is allowed to do a certain amount of girl things a certain amount of child things but only within a certain space mm-hmm. and when she crosses this space like things go wrong um yeah moving forward from that um I think more importantly I'd also like to ask you guys uh the question of what sort of space do you think the girl occupies Uh talking about space I think there's this one movie that pops up in my head and I recently had the opportunity to watch it so I don't know if you guys have heard of it it's called Matrubhumi Yeah uh it is this 2003 dystopian tragedy now before I get into the plot I would like to uh uh issue a discretionary advice for everybody listening uh before watching the film does contain uh, scenes of extreme grotesque uh sexual violence so please yeah. uh, advise caution yes yeah okay. and caution is advised okay now getting into the plot uh, of the film so basically it's this uh, film about uh, they create this uh, dystopian world where uh, women do not exist or are very scarce in the society because of female infanticide and eventually over decades of uh, you know this female infanticide happening uh, women at one point uh, cease to exist in the society or are very scarce so um, it's this uh, story about uh, a family of four uh, brother uh, five brothers and the father is trying to uh, 
get them married off so he's looking for a, a girl any age any any woman basically who would be uh, who he can get uh, his kids married to his sons married to yeah. so he comes across this uh, girl from this nearby town uh and he pays a huge sum of money in a sense to buy her so that he can marry his all his five sons of her uh, off to her and eventually once she gets married her life of turmoil begins so sort of. okay. uh she goes through you know they sort of force themselves upon her every day of the week and it's not just That's the five brutal. of them exactly it's not just the five of them it's even the father I don't and think I can watch it. I don't it. think I can. I honestly yeah which is why I mean it's it's extremely triggering and activating. Uh but I think it it's a very important it's a very very important uh story. Commentary of sorts. Yeah, it's a very important story because it's not just it does not it just does not uh, uh single out deal with the uh you know the chi- the space of girlhood mm-hmm. but also the interaction it has with other spaces such as right. you know caste uh, violence yeah. uh, violence on the basis of gender mm-hmm. female infanticide and a lot of other very very important discussions so I think it's a very important film to be watched. Oh thank you for bringing that up. I would definitely I think I'd be willing to watch it too. Uh I think now that you've mentioned it I would also like to point out that more often than not especially in the past decade or so we've seen a lot of narratives of girlhood revolving around violence and especially of mm. the like sexual violence and it's very it feels very hurtful to watch it. Not only yeah. to watch it to also consume it in any of its forms. Um Speaking of uh, Matrabhumi and what we were talking about I feel like the girl is at the bottom of the hierarchy um her space is very limited on screen and very limited in real life also she doesn't get a lot of agency and more often than not her girlhood is influenced by the patriarchy the idea of any gender relations is that they are relational so a girlhood is yeah. a girl and her girl is defined girlhood is defined by how she relates to her surroundings exactly. and uh, sure. i think we can also understand it in terms of how we relate girlhood to boyhood hmm. um i have like we've seen so many children's films with boys as their protagonists for example we had chiller party we had tare zameen par yeah. and other films i mean i know this sounds ridiculous but what if girls were the protagonists of these films What if uh, you know in chiller party we'd have girls who would have to go home before they da- before it was dark mm-hmm. and they would show like only show girls playing with dolls in kitchen sets because that's what we see usually um what if in tare zameen par instead of the real safari we had like a girl child and maybe for once on screen we would have in a feature film we would have somebody showing a girl with a learning disability who for a fact in real life girls go on diagnosed for a longer yeah. time i mean yeah, honestly because they would not be marriage material then if this got out <laughs> yeah i mean i completely agree i mean i don't mean to say that the films are a reason for all these social evils but i think it does make us think about it because films are not made in vacuum they affect and are affected by society and our representations of it so then we really need to question what sort of space we give the girl child uh in a film industry which is worth so much at least approximately 183 billion rupees what does it say when we have a general lack of the films that spotlight the girl child 
And are these stories not worth spending money on? Are these stories not worth giving space to? That's true. It's a very uh, important question. I think that's a very, yeah. very important question. And like a lot of factors affect the industry. And I feel like as a girlhood, as in terms of giving agency, we just do not seem to see, like seem to have films and seem to have no demand for films which have girls at the center of it. Uh, so. Speaking of how spaces affect girlhood and spaces affect gender, uh, do you guys think or have you guys witnessed any films where there is a sort of process of identity formation that takes place? I think the home is the initial space where the identity is formed. Obviously, considering the girl has been brought up in a conventional household, the ha- the home space makes her vulnerable to a lot of emotional trauma going on in the house and the burden of the conflict like aditya said before she is at the lowest rung of the ladder and insignificant in the family structure but still burdened by the conflict of the home yeah and especially in terms of adolescent girls the essence of this phase in life in terms of identity formation just cannot be overstated as they come to understand themselves as female in this culture particularly during a time when they are learning what it means to be a woman and their identities are in between that of a child and an adult a girl and a woman so every space be it their home their school any recreational space with friends and family or even the society in general among strangers it helps construct their identity who they perceive themselves to be and who they project themselves as to the outside world i completely agree with you i think uh, the film representation of home and the world is a really uh, good film to watch in terms of mapping out this um, identity formation additionally we also have a lot of films that talk about puberty and menstrual cycles and that this clear stark distinction between when a girl becomes a woman the same thing takes place in village rock stars as well where um, throughout the film we see the protagonist dunu who's like chastised okay she's chastised for not being a girl or not behaving like a girl for climbing trees and hanging out with boys but as soon as she like hits puberty there are these couple of days when the menstrual ritual takes place and she has this sense of community which is formed only with women so i think a lot of the times uh, in film this sort of identity formation also takes place in creating this sense of community with the other women on screen but we also need to sort of question what sort of community like what sort of space this community holds like the community is really good and really what is beneficial for the child but yeah. i think we also need to critique it and understand where it That's comes true. from uh speaking of communities and like gender being relational and being constructed hmm. uh what sort of femininity have you guys seen on screen do you think it exists in like in terms of the girl child I think the very essence of the girl child is stereotypically feminine yeah. like yeah. especially on the screen she wears frocks like her body is very mm. her her hair is usually tied into like yeah. pigtails <laughs> at least like that is what i've seen yeah. like in especially in indian cinema True. and all of this points points towards her innocence and like virginal uh, traits and it is constructed very carefully where her access to the outer world is limited 
and more focused on her grooming as a woman yeah. who is supposed to be married off and bear children yeah i think i second that you know i agree with prachi i think you know we can see that with so many examples you know with characters like anjali that we mentioned from kuch kuch hota hai or yeah. even poo from kabhi khushi kabhi gham true poo had like a whole like i think with poo we also saw that transformation from girl to woman exactly and uh, the very bunny parvati thing. yeah <laughs> Exactly so I think these representations are so stereotypically feminine. I know and I think like as a society who consumes a lot of the cinema mm-hmm. we sort of encourage this sort exactly. of representation. Exactly. That's true. Yeah. Um moving on uh, we know that like India is a diverse country there are so many identities and and um, we accommodate so many identities mm. apparently uh, have you guys seen any sort of multiplicity of girlhoods or have you only seen one sort of girlhood being represented on screen yeah i think in reality when it comes to cinema it fails in this aspect mm-hmm. i mean i've not seen any other representation where the girl is you know vulnerable beat a cancer victim a rape victim a possessed victim a victim basically exactly and you know losing her girlhood and coming into the consciousness of a woman there's so many other intersections to address here when it comes to girlhood like be it child marriage access to necessary commodities menstrual hygiene sex trafficking body image issues and so on that's a lot and, of issues right? exactly and all of this differs more when we see there is a huge gap when the girl is placed in the urban and the rural space i think i do agree with you uh, i think uh, regional cinema does do they do a really good job in like space in locating a girl in their own spaces because there is a lot of like cultural aspects that they like they address. depict mm. yeah they address and they depict on screen um i do think but personally in my history of con- in our lives of consuming cinema i don't think i have witnessed a representation of girlhood that i completely agree with of, mm. that i completely relate with and this comes from years of growing up watching current johar movies or consuming and so That's i think true. this yeah. really begs us to question how many sort of girlhoods we are missing out on mm. um that sort of brings me to how i i thought we could place this and how i thought we could summarize this whole thing was what do you guys think an indian girlhood is i think indian girlhood can't be defined like in a in in just like a one thing like oh this is one definition of indian yeah. girlhood the, there are like multiplicities of like and too many like representations of in, indian girlhood possible but like from my point of view i want to see like more representation of identity formation of girlhood in rural spaces of india in, mm-hmm. because that gets left out of the mainstream more often than not yeah. and i like where they at like the movie period the documentary film period yeah. end of sentence oh, oh. Yeah. like they ad- address these issues especially uh, the issue of menstrual hygiene in rural spaces mm. and they do a great job at it like i want to see more representation of empowered girls with access to world beyond the confines of their homes and hometowns mm. you know maybe a superhero girl saving the day yeah. who with a flick of finger can finish all household chores yes <laughs> or better plot guys coming to save the day when you're stuck in the bathroom and you just got your period and have no sanitary pad <laughs> that's the real super girl i'm telling you honestly i could not have summed it better than that <laughs> yeah 
I think I agree with you. So this reminds me of this quote by Roxanne Gay in this book called The Bad Feminist. Uh, she says that it is not possible for girlhood to be represented wholly. Girlhood is too vast and too individual an experience. And as you said, I don't think it can be represented uh, completely, but we can try. And I think at the end of the day, in Indian cinema, I just want to see girls being girls. And you know what? Girls just want to have fun. Of course. <laughs> that being said, thank you. That brings us to the end, end of, of our podcast. Yes. Uh, please stay tuned for the next episode of The Prime Lens, where we discuss masculinity in Indian cinema. Ooh, I cannot Especially wait. Especially if you like retro cinema or the 80s I cinema. love the 80s honestly can't the wait to get into that era. can't wait to get into that and of course don't forget to follow like, us like share and subscribe, like, share and subscribe. <laughs>